Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. I uh, just want to let y'all know up front, I'm not exactly sure how long this show is going to be tonight. I'm not sure if I'll make it through the whole two hours or not. I'm going to try. I had a minor surgical procedure for my spine on Wednesday, basically just went in, burned the nerves and such, but it's just, oh, so sore, and I'm so wiped out still, just, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's it's like a tough six weeks recovery, and then it, you feel like so much better for six, at least six months, maybe even a year, I'm really optimistic about it, I'm hoping for the optimate, you know, optimal maximum timeline, anyway, for this t- procedure to help, okay, so, uh, yeah, to be able to walk and lose weight, feel great, all that good stuff, you know. Um, but anyway, I'm getting so off track, like always. <laughs> so I thought what I'd do tonight was just kind of like maybe play some music in between me reading excerpts from my uh, life story book. I have not completed it yet. I've been working on it off and on for the past few years. I'd hoped to finish it a while back, but I'm kind of glad now I hadn't because there's so many updates I want to, you know, uh, add on to the book from before. So I'm going to um, open up that file here in a moment, share that with y'all, read that to y'all. Uh, if anyone's interested, you can always message me on Twitter, Coffee Talk WC. Happy to email you a free uh, little mini book e-version. And if you have any questions along the way through through the night, you're welcome to call into the switchboard and ask me questions about my life story. You'll hear, you know, the unique aspects from me being a reunited adoptee to volunteer teaching grief recovery classes to being an aspiring comedian, it's like my passion, my dream, stand-up comedy, um, and that and, and other things. So uh, let me go ahead and give you the switchboard phone number. It's 323-642-1556. Again, 323-642-1556, and just press 1 to talk live on air. Of course, you can listen by phone or online. You also can call through the Internet. I always forget to remind you all that. But, um, yeah, if you have Skype or or I think, I don't know, I think you can just call directly through the Internet as long as you have, like, a microphone and headset computer, what have you, or phone, just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell. Just remember Shell spelled C-H-E-L-L-E. And there should be a button that says like click to talk. Uh, just click that. But again, make sure you have your headset and mic set up. Okay, but oh, just getting past all the technicalities in the beginning here. <laughs> uh, but again, the easiest way to reach me by phone, switchboard number again, 323-642-1556 and press 1 to talk live on air or Message me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. Send me your messages during the show. I'd be glad to, you know, address them, answer them for you live on air uh, throughout the night. And I'm going to go ahead and play a song as we get started tonight. Let me see. I usually play uh, Let's Go by Bean, but let's see if I can change it up a little bit. Give me just a moment here. And if Screaming Eagles, if y'all are listening, I hope you'll come by the chat room. Let me know you're doing all right. I've been concerned about y'all, keeping y'all in my prayers. My soldier friend serving overseas. Love y'all screaming eagles. All right. And let's start with, hmm, how about something really upbeat, kind of wake you up in a feel-good mood? It's called Hey, Hey, Hey by Michael Franti and Spearhead. It's my favorite band. Check them out. They're currently on tour. Check out their music and tour dates at michaelfranti.com. And I really wish I could have seen them. Uh, They performed a free concert over the weekend in Oklahoma, so not too far a drive from me in Texas. But unfortunately, 
I missed out on that, and I missed out on uh, an NFL draft event they also had over the weekend on, I think, Thursday through Saturday. So I wish I could have gone at least Saturday, but I couldn't because I didn't fill up to it because <laughs> it was fine procedure. But uh, So if any of y'all went to either of those events, I'd love to hear about that, too. I had to get on Twitter to get people to say about those events. And last but not least, I know I usually do trending topics, too. Too, so you're always welcome to you know call and share your thoughts on any, tra- any trending topics, especially the CMAs, because I know the Country Music Awards are going on right now tonight, which I think I forgot to set the DVR, so I may just have to go on YouTube and watch the videos from it later. My favorite part, really, from any award show is just to watch the performances. I don't really watch the awards. <laughs> go figure. All right, so again, here is Hey, Hey, Hey by Michael Franti at Spearhead, and when I return, I'll start uh, reading, sharing my uh a mini version of my life story book. And again, if you have any questions about my life story, you know, different aspects from being the arena adoptee to grief recovery teacher, spine community, and, and more, again, just call in 323-642-1556 and press 1 or message me on Twitter, Coffee Talk WC. And in the meantime, hope you enjoy the song.
Once again, that was Hey, Hey, Hey by Michael Franti and Spearhead. Man, sometimes I wish I didn't get on social media. Like, I do it, you know, to to help promote the talk show and interact with everyone. But sometimes I wish I waited till later because I just got, like, a little bit of a sad news update. Um, so I'll just share with you all real quick. So um, I've mentioned this many times in the past, or if you're a new listener, I'll share with you now. So... I was raised by two amazing parents. I'm talking about my life story, so it kind of intertwines, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I called them Mama and Papa, and uh, they were both high school teachers, and my father taught at my high school. And I'd always say that my uh, parents, or my, sorry, my dad's coworkers, which were also my high school teachers, were like second parents to me because they were. I mean, many of them babysat my sister and me, took care of us, took us under their wing in so many ways. They were really there for us, not just as a teacher. And, uh, you know, as mentors and, and other things and really cool and, and we're just like a big family. And so, unfortunately, I just learned that one of them that was very close to my dad, amazing lady, uh, both my parents actually she was close friends with, um, she moved to New York many years ago. She actually witnessed 9-11. She was up in her high-rise apartment when it occurred. And she always, always encouraged me to share my life story and to write. I was a waitress near an international airport, Dallas-Fort Airport, when um, 9-11 happened. And she encouraged me to, like, share my experience and ask others, too. And I never fully put the book together. I did get other stories and share somewhat. But she always encouraged me to write and Uh, She was amazing. She was a drama teacher, nonetheless, just amazing woman. And I just just now learned um, from a post, looks like it was posted about an hour ago, that her sister announced that that Nancy Montague passed away from heart failure. Uh, She was not in pain, luckily. I'm glad at least to hear that. But I'm so sad to learn that news. She was so amazing. Oh, man. Uh, she will truly be missed. So just wanted to share that with y'all if I seem a little quiet for a moment or so. Um, wow. So their wishes were for a small family service. There will be no funeral or memorial. Wow. Mm. She was so cool. And uh makes me think of one of my dear friends, dear old high school friends, one of my best friends of all time, uh, Jerry. I went to his wedding in D.C. years ago. He was in drama. I wish I'd taken drama. I really do. She was an amazing teacher. I didn't realize like my passions until I got older, and that's definitely something. If I went back in time, I would have taken her class and and drama, in high school and such. Uh, but my dear friend Jerry, I know he'll be very sad to learn this news because he was, you know, really close to her. She was, oh my gosh, she was amazing with him, with all her students, but especially with Jerry, my friend. I got to witness up front how how talented she was as a drama teacher and how she could pull out those gifts of her, her students. So she will be so missed. And of course, to me, she was like an aunt, you know, like a second parent of many of my, my dad's corkers, my old high school teachers were like uh, family, you know, second parents to me. So I'll rest in peace, Nancy Montague. You will be so missed. I always call my parents uh, friends, my teachers still by their last names, like, you know, Ms. Montague, but so it's weird for me to say Nancy. They always say after I graduate high school, you can just call me Nancy or you know, call them by the first name, but it still feels weird to me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. I know it's a lost subject, but it's in the moment, just happened, and the show is live. So 
Uh, please keep Nancy Montague and her family, her loved ones, and your thoughts and prayers, including my friend Jerry and her other former students as well, because I know many of them were, she touched so many of their lives, including my own, and she wasn't even my teacher. She was amazing. Um, so I know they will definitely be be touched and saddened by her, by the news of her passing. Again, rest in peace, Nancy Montague. Thank you so much for being an amazing teacher, friend of my parents, mentor to my friend Jerry, and just so, so sweet to me and always encouraging me to write, which is kind of appropriate since I'm going to share parts of my life storybook with y'all tonight. So, oh, man, I want to play one more song. I'll be right back. I promise to start reading the book excerpts with y'all when I return. Um, in the meantime, I'll keep watching the switchboard in case y'all have any questions or want to call and say hello. The phone number, again, is 323 323- Six four two one five five six. Press one to talk live on air, or message me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. I'll be right back. I want to play kind of a sadder song in memory of Nancy Montague, if you don't mind. This is called Heart Goodbye by Brandon Hilton, written by Jonathan Hobner, and it's the theme song from one of my favorite movies called Midnight Cabaret by film director Donna Clark, which is all appropriate, all ties in, because Nancy Montague was a drama teacher, and she'd be so proud that I have these actor friends and film director friends that, oh, she'd be so thrilled to know. All right, enjoy the song. Well, I don't want to say, I don't know if I should say enjoy. Well, you can enjoy. I mean, it's a beautiful song, but if there's someone you're missing, this is a very cathartic song to to release those emotions and remember them while you listen. Heart Goodbye. I can't change my past 
Once again, that was Heart Goodbye by Brandon Hilton, written by Jonathan Hobner. <laughs> the theme song to Minette Cabaret by my friend, film director Donna Clark. You can find Minette Cabaret on Facebook. And again, I wanted to play that in memory of Nancy Montague, who I just found out passed away. That was my, well, she wasn't in our class, but she was a high school drama teacher. And my dad, of course, they were coworkers because, you know, my dad also taught at my high school. He taught senior English, British literature, Shakespeare, all that good stuff. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my gosh, they were such good friends. My parents and her hung out all the time. Um. So I want to say welcome, Screaming Eagles. I'm so happy to hear from y'all. They are in the chat room. Master Sergeant Burby, I have missed you and all the, the Screaming Eagle soldiers so much. Been keeping y'all in prayers. I was hoping to hear from y'all tonight, so I'm so happy y'all are hanging out. And I want to say thank you so much. I'll be reading excerpts from my life story book tonight. So if y'all have any questions, feel free to chime in, ask away, and uh, others too. You can message me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC or uh, call into the switchboard at 323-642-1556. Again, 323-642-1556. And press 1 to talk live on air. And um, Okay, so let me get this going here. Give me just a moment. I'm just toggling screens for just a second with the files. And here we go. Here we go. Just want to say thank you all again for tuning in. Oh, and while I'm uh, getting the file up, just want to remind everyone, if you um, ever want to send in, you know, your topic suggestions, guest requests, all that good stuff and more, you can always do that. Uh, Best way to reach me is Twitter, Coffee Talk WC. I also have a P.O. Box set up. It's uh, Coffee Talk with Shell and then P.O. Box 508 Fort Worth, Texas, 76148. And don't forget, Shell spelled C-H-E-L-L-E. <laughs> so if you need a pen pal, please feel free. Or uh, I also get sometimes, I love it when people do this. Um, uh, oh, sorry. I was reading. Um, where was I? Okay. <laughs> um, oh, my P.O. box. Yeah. So I was just going to let you all know. Sorry, someone sent a message just popped up. I don't know why, how to turn on those pop-up notifications off. Uh, but, yeah, so sometimes, like, people send their books, like, if you're an author or a musician, you know, artist, what have you, and you want me to review, like, your book, read your book, uh, or you're listening to your music or, you know, or, you know, I don't know, creator, inventor, what have you, you know, Um you want to send your, your products, what have you, and let, and let me check them out, review them. Feel free to do that. Send it the best way to do that. Also, send to my P.O. box, or if you want to message me first on Twitter, at Coffee Talk WC. Um, but yeah, it's really fun, actually. I've learned a lot, a lot of stuff. Let me just type my P.O. box real quick here in the chat room. So, love to have some pen pals, especially with my soldier friends, if it's any way possible. I would love to send y'all mail, like actual handwritten mail, handwrite every letter to every one of you soldiers. I would love to do that so much. All right, back and forth with y'all. Um, so yeah, so that is my P.O. Box. Again, 48508 um, is the number. Order box. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I was reading a <laughs> Funny. <laughs> That's cute. Okay, uh, Master Sergeant Burby and I are talking in the chat room. Okay, 
So let me go ahead and get started here. I'm going to be toggling screens because for some reason, I don't know why with Blog Talk Radio, I'm, I'm, I love a Blog Talk Radio. Don't get me wrong. I can't figure out why. And I've talked to others, uh, talk, other talk show hosts and they have the same issue where for some reason, they're not able to have the chat room screen and switchboard screen like all on the same screen. Like you have to toggle screens. It's kind of weird. So I just kind of go back and forth because I really don't want to miss any of your calls. I know one time I was so sad. This was about a year or so ago. Um, I was so sad because I don't know what happened, but I don't know if it's because of toggling screens or what, but I missed like 10 calls. I thought no one called the entire show, and I had 10 calls during the show. I was, I was so sad. I was like, no, I would have loved to talk to each and every one of you. So hang tight. If you call in, please don't give up. I'm toggling screens, so just hang tight. I will, I will answer your call as soon as I'm able, as soon as I see it, pretty much. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Let me... Let me, um, yeah, okay, here we go. Let me get going here. I'm on my social media just reminding everyone how to, you know, call in and all that, too. I'm really multitasking here for a moment. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. All right, okay, yep, 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 okay. So this is, uh, I'm going to start with the book dedication. You know, like you have a little intro, like for, I have an intro, a foreword, a book dedication, a foreword written by my master. And thank you. I call him Brother Blake. We're not really brother, sister, but we are like brother, sister. No, each other since high school, since like age 15. Yes, I did once have a crush on him a long time ago. <laughs> we never dated. <laughs> and, um, uh, and then... Uh, the book itself, well, you'll just see. Okay, let's, I'll just dive right into it finally. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so I have not completed my life story book, but again, if you want the, the free mini version, I'm happy to email it to you. Just message me on Twitter, give me your email, I'll send it your way. So a lot of people like to just read it too. So I guess this is kind of like an audio book version that I'm reading live on the internet for now, and it'll be archived as a podcast later. So here we go. <laughs> All right. Book dedication. I dedicate this book in honor and memory of my parents who adopted and raised me. Both died in 2008. They always believed in me and encouraged me to follow my dreams, including writing a book. Rest in peace, Mama and Papa. I love y'all and miss y'all so much. Love and peace, Shaw. All right, so that is the book dedication, and for some reason, I'm having to go back to the file because it's not <laughs> it's not letting me, oh, how awkward timing is this, it's not letting me scroll down, no worries, it's okay, all right, it's okay, I got a solution here. Here's the foreword written by my dear best friend, Brother Blake. I love the foreword. It meant so much for me to have him write this. All right, foreword. Endurance, patience, tenacity, determination, compassion. Sometimes these words get overused or used out of context in our world. What I think you will see in this narrative is these words are true, accurate, and exact for describing who Shell is, what she believes in, and how she lives her life. The events of her life have definitely shaped her into the woman, friend, and sister that she is to me. and may be seen as having somewhat of a biased opinion, being her friend and brother all these years. 
I know it would be difficult for most all of us to encounter the struggles, health issues, life events, and hardships you will read about. Yet you will be amazed at Shell's ability to remain so focused, positive, and committed to achieving goals. In reality, I believe it's a balance. This life story you're going to read about will depict this. When odds are stacked against her, somehow she'll always triumph. You will see clearly in this story loops of ups and downs, and you will wonder, how did she make it through that? This is not a tragedy or a negative picture by any means. The story will also share Shell's true colors. Vividly, the narrative solidly illustrates the lighthearted person who is genuine, caring, compassionate, silly, fun, and an awesome friend. Some of the tales make me think, if more people thought like Shell does, or if more people took action like Shell did, the world would just be a less complicated, entertaining, and more positive place. Hope. This is a key word in this message, and hope is what you will ultimately take away from. Coffee talk with Shell. Without even trying to, the words, the stories, the experiences, and the outcome of her life will leave you seeing hope. The story will be a roller coaster of ups and downs, but through it all, you will find those inspiring moments of hope. Be open to the hope, and it will find you. My hope is that you will find genuine benefit and enjoyment in this book. Blake Buford. Oh, my goodness. I almost wish I hadn't read that foreword because I'm blushing so much right now. I'm so embarrassed because it just sounds so conceited with me reading it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my gosh, I would have skipped it if I thought that through. So I'm really sorry. But thank you again, dear brother Blake. I really do appreciate it. And I do always say that, that like one of the best gifts in life is hope, feeling of just hope. You know, it's a beautiful gift. So it's up there with love, you know. And Master Sergeant Burby, I am. I am toggling back and forth, so I am with you in the chat room, too, okay? All right, uh, as I dive into um, my book here. All right, let me, actually, let me play one song, and then I'll get into the chapters, because I'm still really blushing from reading that forward. Oh, my goodness, me, I'm so embarrassed right now. I will be right back so I can chat with Matt Sergeant Burby in the chat room. Let me find a more upbeat song to play for all of you now. Here is uh, Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. It's a really fun soul-like, soul blues-like song. And check out her music at mistymayhem.com. Well, I ain't no millionaire living up high, looking down on the world.
Once again, that was Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. Again, you can check out her music at mistymayhem.com. And earlier I was playing Michael Franti music. You can check out his music and tour dates at michaelfranti.com. Tonight I'm mostly reading excerpts from my Life Story book, which is not complete. It's just like a mini version of it. so I just thought I would share it with you all. If you have any questions along the way about, you know, the different aspects of my life story uh, from being a reunited adoptee to a grief recovery teacher to inspiring comedian and all that and more, um, just call into the show. Again, the switchboard phone number is 323-642-1556. You can press 1 to talk live on air or message me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And I know I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I do um, – um, you know, usually do like trending topics, open mic and all that. So I know the country music awards are on tonight. So feel free to chime in, call in about that too. I'd love to hear your thoughts because I forgot to set my DVR to record it. So I'm going to have to literally go on YouTube and find every individual performance later, you know, from the um, country music awards. So that's usually all I watch. Mostly it's just the awards on performance. I mean, sorry, performances on award shows. Oh, all right. So give me just a moment here. I'm just toggling back and Fourth for give me just a moment here. Sorry. I was just letting y'all know and I should let everyone know I'm letting Master Sergeant Burby know this too. I don't know what happened. Like I hosted him a talk show the last couple of weeks, but for some reason I think like over half the show was on mute or like no sound of me. I don't remember clicking mute, but it's just I don't know why sometimes in the midst of a show all of a sudden it just goes silent. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know why. And then I can't figure out how to fix it. And then it's just so sometimes I'll go back and just delete that episode because I'm like, what's the point? You know, <laughs> I don't want someone to like go to the archives list of the show and it's like half half the show is just silence or whatever. But it's frustrating. But I know I know Emmy had told me um, had given me great advice about trying to like set it up because I keep forgetting to set up like a recurring show i thought i used to have it that way i need to figure out how to do that again since i I think basically all i've been doing i is normally i would just log in live you know just up right before and then i figured out how to do it a little ahead of time but i don't i can't figure out how to do the recurring where it's just automatically every sunday night 8 p.m central time on the blog talk radio website so i need to go go in and figure that out again so that would probably help too so if y'all missed me somehow i'm so sorry i i have kind of been here but i did have some technical issues so i might not have been here the whole time unfortunately but i'm here now and the the screaming eagle soldiers are here now too which means a lot to me thank you master sergeant burby so much again for hanging out with me in the chat room i've been praying for y'all thinking a lot about y'all um Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Sorry. I'm just kind of multitasking again. (laughs) All right. So let me at least read one uh, chapter here. And again, I'll be toggling back and forth between the screens with the chat room and the switchboard and, and the files reading my life story book. Okay. So I did the uh, book dedication in the foreword, and there are there's actually ten chapters. That's not so bad for a mini book, right? <laughs> I'm trying to remember how many pages are altogether. At least fifty, I guess. Maybe, maybe a little less. 
a few pages per chapter. Yeah, there's, I have 10 chapters all together, so I don't know if I'll finish or not. I may finish because it's kind of short. All right, so uh, you're going to notice a pattern here, so I'll just kind of give you a heads up. On the chapter titles, I have some kind of coffee theme name, and then within the chapter, like the very beginning, I, I love music too, so I put song lyrics to kind of go along with that chapter. So you'll see what I'm talking about as I read into it further, but just want to give you a heads up in case you're confused, like what? Okay. Okay, give me just a moment here. All right. Okay. So this first um sorry um Matt Sergeant Barbie, I am I am with you too. I'm just toggling back and forth, so bear with me a moment here in the chat room and the and again I'll also be watching Freo's calls on the switchboard screen and, and reading the book. Okay, so here we go. Chapter one. <laughs> uh Black Coffee is the title. And then I put Black Coffee Loves a Hand Me Down Broom. I'll never know a Sunday in this weekday room. And that's from Black Coffee by Ella Fitzgerald, those lyrics. I love that song. It's kind of like a theme song here for my talk show. It used to be. I haven't played it in ages. Okay. Okay, here we go. Being adopted and not knowing the history of my origin made me feel like black coffee. It was not until later when I was reunited with my biological family that I gradually began filling my coffee cup with cream and sugar. It was then I would find the answers I had been seeking for so long and finally felt complete. Although in some ways my life felt bland and without a sense of purpose before the reunion, my life was filled with wonderful memories with my parents who raised me. Mama and Papa always taught me to never be ashamed of who I am and instead proudly speak openly about being adopted, which I have always done. My mother taught journalism and my father taught English at two different high schools. Actually, my father was not only my teacher for a few weeks when he recited Macbeth to the entire senior class, but also my senior class sponsor. My parents even chaperoned my prom. They were both very involved in my upbringing. The gym health coach once reported my falling asleep during class, and my father knew about it by the end of the school day, and I was grounded by that evening at home. <laughs> Yet, I would not change any days of youth. I am lucky, actually, for having had the opportunity to spend so much time with my parents while growing up. My family surrounded me with the theme of adoption, especially through music and movies. My grandmother, Nana, escorted me to see Annie when I was eight years old. When I heard Eileen Quinn sing Maybe, I then began wondering about my biological family. And Papa Nick named me Sweet Pea after we saw the movie Popeye together. I have viewed Blossoms in the Dust frequently after my parents watched it with me as a small child and recorded it on a VHS tape for me to have a copy to keep. The movie is based on the life of my childhood hero, Edna Gladney. She fought legislation on behalf of adoptees' equal rights and succeeded by having illegitimate taken off their birth certificates, as well as granting adopted children the same inheritance rights as biological children. Not long ago, her great-niece contacted me as she had discovered a video I'd posted on YouTube. 
My husband has filmed my visit to Edna Gladney's gravesite and me reading a letter aloud, thanking my hero for all she had done to help the adoptees like myself. It's truly a privilege to connect with my hero's family as I continue to learn more about this amazing woman who inspired me to fight for equal rights also for adoptees, mostly the need to access not only their biological family's medical history, but also ongoing. One morning, while driving me to school, Papa explained the meaning of adoption and then informed me I was adopted. I was special and chosen. I thought I was the coolest third grader for the entire day. No one could knock me down. From that moment forward, I felt something was unique about me, but at the same time, bland and incomplete. So again, that was chapter one. How was that, Master Sergeant Burby? <laughs> that was Chapter 1, again titled Black Coffee. I'm going to go ahead and skip on to Chapter 2. Not skip, but move forward to Chapter 2, and then I'll play another song probably after that. Take a little break. <clears throat> chapter 2, Espresso Yourself. <laughs> Remember the coffee theme? Yeah, like Express Yourself, Madonna, but Espresso Yourself. <laughs> the glory of the light, it brings evaporation. Morning's fresh oxygen cleanest. I take a deep hit, help my mind stay the greenest. I'm always, oh, excuse me, I'm already awake, so I'm not drinking coffee. And that is actually song lyrics from Hole in the Bucket by Michael Frontier Spearhead. Yes, my favorite band indeed. Aren't those cool lyrics? I love those lyrics. All right. My adoption agency informed my parents a biological family member had made an inquiry about me when I was 15 years old. When I turned age 18, I called the agency to request to join the match registry, but was informed I had to be 21 years old to do so. Discouraged, I put it off for a good while. I'd been ill from age 14 on with female issues, and no doctor could figure it out. My health issue did not become a huge problem until I turned 24 when I became very anemic. It was then that I toured in the Gladney Adoption Agency and joined their registry in case any of my biological family wanted to find me. At the end of the tour, a Gladney representative handed me a letter that had been sitting in my file for quite a while. And from that point, I discovered endometriosis was in my family's medical history. I'd never even heard of this female disease before then. I researched it online that same evening. A few months later, beginning in November 1998 through May 1999, I was gradually reunited with both, most of my biological family. Never ceased to amaze me to see these different family members look similar to me. I could not help but compare notes with each of them. But the last three members of my biological family I still wanted to meet to make me finally feel totally complete were my biological siblings. I met my two bio brothers for the first time at my youngest brother's wedding, so we did not have much time to connect during our first meeting. Yet the more we spoke by phone and visited, we clicked very well. My brothers, especially my youngest brother, always teases me as child siblings would do, and then tells me that he's making up for our lost time. He and I are the outgoing social siblings, and my younger brother and older sister are the more reserved, quiet, yet kind siblings. Since I'm the younger of two children in my adoptive family, the middle child through my biological father's side, and an only child through the other side, I like to tell others jokingly, I must be having an identity crisis. (laughs) Many experts have revealed how sibling order can affect your personality. On a more serious note, though, when I'm surrounded by biological family, I notice at times some of them staring at me, especially those I hardly see or 
having our first time meeting. Now, who is this woman again? They're probably wondering. I recall overhearing whispers about me at one of my biological grandparents' funerals. Curiosity comes naturally to us all, I think, as human beings. I hear my bio family members discuss time and time again the memories they already share together, especially over the holidays. It's the strangest feeling, though, for me, as I know they're also my family, but then again, I can't relate to everything in their discussions. And I'm the only one adopted by both parents out of my three bio siblings and me. I interviewed former American Idol contestant and adoptee Eva Miller. After reviewing her book, The Mysteries of Eva Miller Revealed, I learned she was not really the young woman who fell down during her audition, but instead the young woman who picked herself back up again and again, especially during her youth. She and I had so much common ground with us both being adoptees and searching for clues to unravel the mysteries of our adoptions. Eva introduced me to adoptees blogger Jacenia Arias and poet Tia Deshay, who have helped me so much as well. Although each of us are in different parts of the world and we've not met in person, we're still closely connected. Simply knowing I can message any of them anytime about anything, including concerns or questions that come up sometimes as an adoptee, helps put my mind at ease. Even with different questions or concerns coming to the surface at, at times as I went through the adoption reunion process, becoming a reunited adoptee helped me come out of my shell and express myself. It built up my confidence, and it opened up so many more avenues as I became a social butterfly. So, again, that was Chapter 2, Espresso Yourself. I'm going to play another song, and then when I return, I will uh, move into Chapter 3 called Coffee and Life and Death. Be right back. Let me find a song for y'all. Now I wish I had a coffee song for y'all. <laughs> I wish I had Black Coffee by Ella Fitzgerald. I used to have it on here. I don't know what happened to it. You know what I want to play? Because I know the Screaming Eagles are hanging out. I'm going to play my song and dedication to, to them and all military and veterans and their loved ones and a special, special shout and dedication, not just to the Screaming Eagle soldiers, but to my dear friends from that unit and another unit, Air Force unit to Emmy and her loved one, Sergeant First Class Jack. This is for y'all. This is called Time to Go Home by Michael Franti and Spearhead. Please keep all of them, all military veterans and their loved ones, please keep them all in your thoughts and prayers. Thinking of y'all.
Once again, that was Time to Go Home by Michael Franti and Spearhead, my favorite band. Shout out to Mr. Franti and, and his crew and his wife, Sara. They're expecting a baby boy. Her baby's due date is September 4th, so 
really keeping uh, positive vibes, love and prayers, good thoughts for for them as well. I'm really excited for them. But again, uh, that was my song and dedication, Time to Go Home by Michael Franti and Spirit for the military and veterans and their loved ones, a special, special dedication of Screaming Eagles, the soldiers serving over uh, overseas from Fort Campbell that, that do air assault from uh, that, well, they're from all kinds of places. A lot of them are from New York, New England area. It's really interesting, but, you know, there's a um, facility-based which is really, I've learned a lot from them and started doing some research on YouTube and learning more of like the training endurance and all they go through. It's amazing uh, for aerosol over in Fort Campbell. But uh, yeah, so they're serving overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan. And just want to again ask you to please keep all military and veterans and their loved ones, as well as especially my dear friends that I consider like family. I've known them a good while now. Uh, screaming little soldiers serving overseas. Please keep them as well in your thoughts and prayers. Greatly appreciate that. And Emmy and Jack, if by any chance you're able to, to tune in, listen, hear this message at any time now or later, please know I love you all so much. And I am I am holding both of you in my heart very dear right now. And, and um, just hang in there. Hang in there, Sergeant First Class Jack. I know you are so strong. You're an amazing person, soldier. Emmy, you are too, both amazing people. I love you all so much and uh, just hang in there. Hold tight and don't give up. Pull through for me, okay? Love y'all. Um, but again, please keep them in your thoughts and prayers as I know I can't even imagine the hardships these soldiers go through. Just, I mean, when I think about, oh, I just don't want to get up. It's 8 a.m. or what have you. It's early on a Saturday morning and then I think I have no right to complain. <laughs> these soldiers go through hell and back for us. So many different hardships. I won't even go in detail, but they go through so many hardships for so many things for uh, for us, you know, to fight for for us just to enjoy life. So please, again, keep them in your thoughts and prayers. And next time you think you're having a bad day, just remember that, you know, it's really not that bad a day you're having. <laughs> All right, be blessed. Thank count count your count your blessings. Um. Sorry, I'm just just toggling screens, Master Sergeant Burby. I'm just now uh, back on the the screen with you, so I'll I'm gonna um, read another chapter. It's really a chapter or two, and and then uh, type some more. So keep typing in the chat room. I'm I'm now can see your screen too, and I'll toggle back and forth uh, in the midst of all that to the switchboard uh, screen. Whoever's listening, if y'all want to call, and you can still do that two three two three six four two. A one five five six. That's a good point, Master Sergeant Burby. Remind me they don't get sick days, like at work. You know, with our jobs, we get so many sick days a year, vacation days. They, oh my gosh, <laughs> and they're the ones that really need the sick days and vacation days and all that that we don't that we get that we don't need it as much as they do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, golly, that's a good point, Master Sergeant Burby. Wow. Oh, you only have four minutes left. Oh, okay. Well, please, please send my love to me and Jack and all the Screaming Eagle soldiers and your canines. I miss y'all so much. And please know I'm here every Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Time. I'm not sure what happened. Probably because of my technical issues, you didn't find me. I'm so sorry about that. But I am here every Sunday. Um, always here because I know y'all y'all are listening and stopping by. It's most enough, more than enough motivation to keep me hosting this talk show for decades to come. <laughs> Oh, but uh, yeah, please 
please let them know that they're in my love, my thoughts and prayers, and send my love and hugs. I will. I know. I will. Crumb. <sighs> okay. Um, okay. Let me play one more song because Master Sergeant Barry doesn't have much time left, and I can only communicate with him in the chat room, y'all. So, you know, these soldiers only have limited internet time when they're serving overseas. So I'll play one more song, and then I'll get back to reading my my life story book chapters for y'all and soldiers y'all can always go back and listen later no worries if you if you're interested in the meantime here is the world is our mother by robert fallon featuring brandon hilton i'll be right back Once again, that was the "The World Is Our Mother" by Robert Fallon featuring Brandon Hilton. Um, sorry, I just really needed to take a break and talk to Master Sergeant Burby for a moment. So thank you for your 
your patience. I can't. I just can't ask you enough for your thoughts and prayers for our soldiers, for our military and veterans and loved ones, but especially for our, our soldiers serving overseas and stateside too, but overseas especially. And uh, special prayer request for Screaming Eagle soldiers and their canines as well. <sighs> That's all I can really say, but please just keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Thank you. Um, back to the, to the book. Chapter 3 is called Coffee and Life and Death. I'm two cups into my coffee break. I'm sitting alone in the cafe front way, reading all by myself and turning my cell off just to breathe because everyone I know just keeps calling me and I just need a little time because I've overcommitted myself. I guess this is growing up. That's from Coffee Break by Forever the Sickest Kids. It's one of my favorite songs. Great lyrics. Chapter 3. Coffee and Life and Death. Losing six relatives within six months was a challenge for me. What a year it was. It all began on March 17, 2008, when Papa died. My father had congestive heart failure and diabetes. He had lost a lot of weight. And as doctors said, he had increased his lifespan by at least five years. One night, I went to visit him in the hospital. And next thing I knew, they were calling Code Blue, Code Blue. And 10 or more medical staff members began cutting him up and prepping him for surgery. Fusion, they did not realize I was still in the room because I was wearing scrubs too. He had a staph infection and it had gotten into his bloodstream. After his emergency surgery, the surgeon advised me to go home and rest. I received a phone message while at work though the next morning on St. Patrick's Day that Papa had been put on life life support. I rushed to the hospital so I was greeted with the nurse and a chaplain. I was too late. Papa had died. I waited until another family member arrived to go into his room with me. I had never witnessed a recently deceased person before. Nonetheless, it was my own father. I drove home afterwards and wept in bed the rest of the day while it rained outside. I think God was crying with me that day, and those raindrops were his tears. A few days later, after Papa's funeral in Waco, Texas, I picked up multiple copies of the local newspaper so I could mail his obituary to family and friends. Who should have seen the look on the store clerk's face when I pointed to Papa's obituary after being asked by her to show what famous person and story she insisted was the reason I was buying so many of the same edition of the newspaper. She apologized afterwards, but I couldn't help but chuckle on the inside as I thought to myself how my father was such a jokester and he just used his last prank on me. (laughs) Papa always tried his best to provide and host outings for our family. He sponsored our gatherings at restaurants and special venues, including Elton John's concert, Barnum and Bailey's Circus, and Medieval Times, just to name a few. But what I would give just to have a moment again with my father where we simply sit, talk, hug each other, and tell him how much I love him, miss him, appreciate him. To honor his memory, my husband and I participated in a 5K walk called Walk Me Home. And we raised funds for the needs of foster children one weekend in May, when it would have been Papa's birthday. A few months after my father passed away, my great uncle and his wife, my great aunt, died about three weeks apart, Uncle Doc and Anna Margaret. 
always hosted our annual Christmas family reunions. They're very loving and social people. I always told them how they inspired me to want to continue extended family gatherings when I get older. I'm grateful my mother's cousin, Mary, who continues this tradition for now. Then the next month, on July 19th, while out celebrating my fifth wedding anniversary with my husband in Fort Worth, Texas, Stockyards, I tripped on a piece of brick not pasted down and fell forward so quickly I had no time to even attempt to catch myself. Next thing I knew, I had two broken arms and a severely bruised chest. That same day would have been my parents' 39th anniversary. Then six days after my fall, on my birthday, July 25th, my biological uncle died. This brought a range of emotions within me. I was grateful for having known my uncle for 10 years, but saddened that I had no more time with him. Now, on August 3rd, my great aunt, Aunt Martha, died. She always had the most soothing, calm effect on others around her, just like her daughter, Cousin Mary. I had never lost so many family members within such a short time before. This was all new to me. Decided to become proactive and get help for dealing with so many losses. Attended a six-week grief support class August through September, where I felt comfortable speaking openly about my feelings and sharing thoughts with others who were also affected by great losses. I've been seeking guidance and asking God to show me direction on the possibility of helping others grieving. One of the teachers asked me on the last day of class if I would like to volunteer and help future classes. It was an answer prayer I accepted. And then, only two weeks after my grief recovery class ended, Mama died on September 23rd. My mother, when it was her time of passing, she also had staph infection get in her bloodstream, but she fought it for three days before she died. I spent that night in her hospital room, the last night of her life. I read to her as Papa used to, and I sang to her as well. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. The medical and hospice staff encouraged me to speak with her. They explained hearing would be the last of her five senses she would lose. I did not have this opportunity with my father, so I really cherished it with my mother. I also realized that Mama would no longer be suffering in pain from her Parkinson's nor her diabetes, and she would no longer miss Papa. She would join him in heaven soon. The hospital chaplain came to visit me while I was staying in Mama's room. I specifically asked him for advice and to pray with me over the thoughts of whether I should even continue with helping the grief recovery classes or not. I began to have doubts and wonder if I would be strong enough to handle helping others grieving after losing both of my parents. I'll never forget his reply. He told me, sometimes your story and presence itself can help spread some hope to others. At that point, I knew the answer, and I have been volunteer teaching grief recovery for the past three years and continue to do so. I asked for my husband to escort me to our great big state fair of Texas the day after my mother's funeral. I've been mostly visiting hospitals, funeral homes, cemeteries for six months. I felt so alive as Super Dave and I rode the roller coasters, ate fried foods, and watched the stunt shows. What a wonderful escape from reality it was for that whole day for me. It's just what I needed. I experienced the holidays without several relatives for the first time. There's so many traditions I had with my parents, especially, so I think of them often, even still during this time of year. found ways to cope with that holiday season after losing so many loved ones. For Halloween, I placed six mini pumpkins on my fireplace mail, represent my six lost loved ones. 
also passed out a variety of candy to the trick-or-treaters that was each of my loved ones' favorites, such as Taffy Mama Loved. I found this gave me more strength and even inspired me to continue celebrating the holidays each year, even if differently. For Thanksgiving, I said a prayer of gratitude. I thank the Lord for the blessing of having had the time I did with my lost loved ones and for how much each how much each of them influenced my life in a positive way. And for Christmas, I lit six candles and hung six angelic ornaments on the tree in their memory. I truly believe that all of my loved love sorry, let me start over. I truly believe that all of my lost loved ones are now guardian angels and that itself gives me so much strength, courage, and determination to continue on and celebrate the holidays. And I know that's what they would want me to do. So again, that was chapter three, coffee and life and death. Um, I'm going to go on to chapter four in, in a moment here. But again, if you have any questions or you just want to call and say hello or ask any questions about my life story, phone number again is Eric code 323-642-1556. Press one to talk live on air. Chapter four, healthy healing coffee. All those lonely nights I poured myself some coffee, left your cup on the shelf, I'm finally feeling all right with being myself. Those song lyrics are from I'm Healing by Chaley Tennyson. Not only has volunteer teaching grief recovery and music helped me, but also crocheting. After I broke both my arms, I began crocheting daily as a method of physical therapy. I couldn't afford financially to attend the sessions, nor did I have someone to drive me that often, as I would have had to gone almost every day of the week. <laughs> so I found the solution right at home. Grandma, my papa's mom, always tried to teach me the skill, but it wasn't really till 2008. I finally figured out how to crochet. I recall my grandmother referring to my projects as snake blankets because I could only chain together one long line of yarn during my younger days. But now I can make napkins that could cover a bigger animal like an ape. <laughs> as this beautiful form and art has helped me heal my broken arms and want to get my life on track, I decided a few months ago I wanted to find a way to give back to others through the same method. So I set up this online shop, and whenever an item was sold, I donated another one to a cause. For example, I placed masks to mills on wheels, smiley face hats to children's hospitals, just a few examples. Also, I adopted a dog only 13 days after my father died. My husband whispered quietly to me during Papa's funeral, if you really want a dog, we will adopt one this week. I reviewed over 400 dog profiles at BedFinder.com a few nights later until I reached two dog siblings awaiting adoption at Second Chance SPCA in Plano, Texas. Koala Bear and Fuzzy Bear were their names. Next morning, David and I drove for about an hour to the shelter and were informed Koala Bear had just been adopted. But her brother, Fuzzy Wuzzy Bear, was still there waiting for his permanent family. So we adopted a three-month-old puppy and brought him home that same day. I let Dave choose his newly be- our newly beloved pet's name, which he chose Prescott. Still don't really know why, but he chose Prescott. So we tend to call him Puppy. Although our dog loves to dance and play and really isn't proper like his name at all, I still do love saying aloud, Prescott, come, Prescott, give me five, and so on. Of course, I also call him Puppy. I took him to the beginner dog class for several weeks as he became the do- demo dog student. He was so good. The instructor even asked Prescott to socialize with the shy dogs. And helps them be less shaky. So proud of my dog. 
you did so well in training class, <laughs> becoming the demo dog. My most fond memories of Prescott's puppy days are of me taking him to visit my mother at her nursing home before she passed away. She would, Mama would remember Prescott's name every time, but hardly ever know who I was. She'd think I was a nurse most of the time, but Mama interacted with my dog a lot. She'd pet him and speak to him often. On, on those rare occasions when I didn't bring Prescott with me, my mom would ask where he was. Where's Prescott? She'd remember his name. Parkinson's affected her long-term memory more than short-term. This dog has helped me through such a difficult time in my life because he was there for me with so many more family deaths after Papa died and always cheered Mama up during our visits. And then when I heard about Coffee Talk with Shell's guest, my guest and friend, dear, may he rest in peace, dear former Army Captain Louise Montevon, who wrote a book about a service dog Tuesday, Titled Until Tuesday, I was amazed to learn how much more dogs could help save someone's life, literally. Tuesday would wake Louise from his nightmares due to post-traumatic stress disorder, remind him to take his medications, he helped us equilibrium, and much more. And after Louise met Senator Al Franken by chance, a fateful, I'd call it, meeting, the senator passed his first bill legislation that helped match U.S. military veterans with service dogs. I visited my friend Louise in a service dog Tuesday in Houston during August 2011 and San Antonio in two, January 2012. I strongly encourage even now everyone to read that book until Tuesday. And if they ever get a chance to read it. I was so inspired by Louise's story that I even found an organization in my community called Patriot Paws that I helped find... Um, I don't know what you call it, like a sponsor, you know, to help them like fundraiser events and stuff. This restaurant that hosts pretty cool. I did a lot of digging and searching and asking around, find businesses and such, and landed on this awesome Italian restaurant that helps host events, fundraising for them. Louise and Tuesday were among many guests who have influenced positive changes in my life. They fight for equal rights. Well, they did. Louise still does. I mean, sorry, Tuesday still does. Unfortunately, Louise passed away since I wrote this book. Um, so they fought for equal rights on a daily basis as they dealt with discrimination way too often in way too many places, from a restaurant manager to a bus driver telling them, you're not welcome. Whenever I start to give up on my causes for adoptees, I just remind myself all of what Louise and Ellen Gladney had gone through in their lifetimes, and then I continue to fight until I win fight and fight and fight until one day the cause will be won. Kyla Duffy, she's also a true inspiration to me as she found a way to help save dogs' lives as a fabric aerialist. Could have imagined that possibility. Only Kyla Duffy, I think. So again, that was Chapter 4. And again, if you want to call in, the phone number again is 323-642-1556. Press 1 to talk live on air. Um, and I'll read the, a few more chapters here. We've got about 43 minutes to go. We'll play a song, short and sweet, called Your Mind by Brandon Hilton. Be right back. Rescott says hello and sends his love, especially to the Screaming Eagle soldiers and their canines. He's right here with me. Come here, buddy. Want to blow a kiss? Come here. Oh, don't get caught on the cord now. There you go. Good, Good boy.
my whole world in front of me It's no big surprise Told me to go, baby, go You know I come for you If you really love someone You gotta let them go Sometimes it's meant to be I'll come back for you if you wait for me I know things are gonna change But you want this heart, it'll stay the same You being gone, sometimes it gets too much to bear But then I think of you And baby, I'm right there with you You broke down all my walls Found your way inside my heart I don't want nothing else to lose myself and we Come back to me, baby, I will sing it for you. My love grows stronger each and every day. I won't give up on us, I promise you I'd wait. We drew a heart in the sand, your hand in mine again. The clouds filled up the sky, rain fell like tears in my eyes. And underneath the stars looking in your eyes. My world in front of me, it's no surprise you're mine. Chapter 5, Coffee Wishes. You can drink your coffee with sugar and cream. Lyrics from Pieces of You by singer Jewel. I found myself creating a bucket list and making wishes one by one after I lost my parents. It all began with me finding the joy of life again when I heard a song come on the radio one morning while driving to work. Say, hey, I'll be gone today, but I'll be back around the way. I love you, I love you, I love you. Hey, mama, hey, papa. I love you, I love you, I love you. Hey Mama, Hey Papa were the lyrics that mostly caught my attention, but it wasn't until a few months later, while watching Dave Thomas for Adoptions, A Home for the Holidays, that I heard that familiar voice of the lead singer once again. I googled his band name, Michael Franti and Spearhead, and it led me to Front TV on YouTube, his online live tour journey, where I watched tons of videos throughout the night. I learned Mr. Franti and I are both reunited adoptees, and he also lost his father in his 30s. Both sets of our adoptive parents were high school teachers. Oh, until I mentioned we both had appendix surgeries. Mine had not ruptured, though, like his did, luckily. Some of my friends teased me for referring to him as Mr. Franti instead of Michael. But I have so much respect and admiration for this man who has helped so many causes throughout this world through his music. So my first wish on my bucket list began. I wished on my birthday, July 25th in 2010, to meet him. And on September 30th of that same year, I not only met him and his band, but I also introduced them on stage at House of Blues in Dallas. I had entered this contest the band was hosting in search of a fan announcer for each concert along their tour, you know, each city. 
It was an amazing night. I'll never forget. I felt someone hugging me with a guitar between us after the lights dimmed when I finished the introduction and heard, I love you. Thank you so much. It was Mr. Franti thanking me for the kind words I'd said about the band and their music. What a wonderful way to first meet him. My husband and I enjoyed meeting and conversing with Mr. Franti and the other bandmates of his after the show for almost an hour. As we drove away, we noticed Mr. Franti sitting against the pole playing his guitar. He was recording part of his Hey, Hey, Hey music video. I saw the band again in September 2012 and danced with them on stage then. Hopefully I can keep the tradition alive and try to check out their show at least once a year. Even though listening to their songs and watching their music videos are always good for my soul, seeing them perform live takes it to another level. I have many more wishes from my bucket list that have come true, including speaking by phone with Antoine Fisher and rapper DMC about adoption when I called into other radio shows. And I got my big break when I was granted a media pass and interviewed tons of celebrities during Super Bowl 2011 weekend in Dallas, Texas, including Tybo creator Billy Blanks, actors Kevin Sorbo, you know, Hercules, Omar Miller, who's been in 8 Mile, Miracle St. Anna, CSI Miami. He's uh, currently been a voiceover actor for Raphael and the new uh, Ninja Turtle show. Oh, and he's on Ballers on HBO. Omar Miller's, I'm getting sidetracked here. But, um, as you can see, intertwining tons of uh, people I've interviewed into my life story book, you know, cause effect with my life story and personal things in my life, along with, with um, topics I've covered and, and guest interviews and such. And Omar's definitely a highlight. One of the most humbled, is probably the most humble celebrity actor I've ever met. I love him dearly. Um, I also got to meet Quinn Aaron from The Blind Side, amazing actor too. Uh, I also got to meet and interview singer rappers Nelly, that was huge for me, and little Nico, he's so cool. Nelly, I was so scared. I'm getting sidetracked here, but side note, what's the little footnote here I'm adding on for y'all? Um, I was all by myself, didn't have much equipment, just the basics, and almost froze up, and you know, it was that fight or flight moment where I was like, seize the opportunity, Shell. Carpe diem. Nelly's right in front of you. Go for it. And I did and interviewed him, got him on video and everything. He's amazing, by the way. I love him so much. Very nice guy. Okay, back on track. Back to the story. <laughs> that was a really cool weekend. <laughs> Needless to say. Um, so yeah, so I interviewed uh, Billy Blanks, Kevin Sorbo, you know, plays Hercules, Omar Miller, Quentin Aaron from The Blind Side, uh, singer rappers Nelly and Little Nico. My biggest wish, I, by the way, I am still trying to achieve, is to meet Ellen DeGeneres. I'm be on the Ellen Show. I really want to meet Ellen. I believe anything's possible. Since I always tell others to envision a wish happening for it to be made into reality, I created this digital dream board with photos of Ellen and me. <laughs> so one day you may be seeing me dancing with Ellen and laughing and dancing and laughing some more. You never know. <laughs> 35 minutes to go. I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to finish this. I think I might. Uh, chapter 6. Laugh a latte. Why worry when skies are gray? Why should we complain? Let's laugh at the cloudy day. Let's sing in the rain. Just around the corner, there's a rainbow in the sky. So let's have another cup of coffee. And that is from Let's Have Another Copo Coffee Lyrics from Face the Music Musical. 
Chapter 6, Laugh a Latte. My parents cope with their health issues, amongst other things, with a great sense of humor, and I did the same. I still love making others laugh. Laughter is one of my favorite sounds. Comedy truly is the best medicine, and I hope to give everybody a taste of it. I wished also for a comedian mentor, and a couple of years ago, I found her. She's Coffee Talk with Shell guest comedian Sean Pulaski, also known as Lady Ha Ha. Sean's been on Chelsea lately several times, performs frequently at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles, and is a main entertainer on Atlantis Cruises. She first caught my attention when I saw a poster advertising her comedy show at a dance club. I couldn't help but think how unusual, but also how neat that was for the venue. I checked out her show there, and she won the crowd over instantly with her ongoing jokes and physical moves within her comedy routine. Afterwards, I explained my wish to her, and we have remained in touch ever since. The best advice she ever gave me was not to be afraid and just let go, as I tend to become nervous and tense at times, believe it or not. I auditioned up for America's Got Talent for my second time in Austin, Texas, during January 2012. But it was the first time for me to do so after meeting Sean, so we'll wait and see what happens. (laughs) Either way, I plan to continue with my comedy goals on show on DVR every night before I go to bed. Have you ever tried watching a sitcom before falling asleep? This has prevented me from having so many nightmares. Not only do I want to meet Ellen, but also wish to interview cast members from this favorite sitcom of all time of mine. Again, that was chapter five, moving, I'm sorry, chapter six, excuse me, Laugh a Latte. And here's chapter seven, Whole Lot of Love. <laughs> I never knew just what it was about this old coffee shop I loved so much. All the while, I never knew. That's from Falling in Love at a Coffee Shop, lyrics uh, by Landon Pig. It was uh, 1994. We were only 20 years old and in love, so I thought. Until one day, he broke off our engagement. He informed me he was gay and been doing all he could to cover it up from his family and friends, pastor and fellow church members, and his fellow army soldiers and authorities. I was such a closed-minded person before then, freaking out at just the sight of a body piercing or a tattoo was something I would often then do. A member of PFLAG, also stands for uh, Parents and Friends of Lesbians and Gays, spoke with me by phone for several hours that same night about her gay son and my breakup. After a few counseling sessions and continuous support from PFLAG, I opened up my mind and my heart and allowed so many more amazing people into my life afterwards. That breakup changed my life for the better forever. I would much rather be the person I am today than the one I was before. Moving forward into just these past few years, I found another source of inspiration as well. This time, it was internet celebrity slash model slash artist (laughs) singer Brandon Hilton. I discovered him through his personal YouTube videos. I fell in love with his personality instantly as he was so open about not just his sexuality, but simply everything, so much that it amazed me. How could it be Brandon was so comfortable being openly gay with his family and friends and with the world, but my ex-fiance could not time a different world than a now, perhaps? Yet I still witness others struggle at times with this issue, even now. Just look at the fight just now finally won for Don't Ask, Don't Tell. I interviewed Brandon on my talk show a couple of years ago and met him a few months later in person on his birthday one evening at a nightclub in Dallas. The more we conversed, the more we found in common, including P-Flag, helping pave out the paths of our lives, even if in different ways. 
I was more than thrilled to discover his music and even had the privilege of interviewing him live via webcam from my home with the release of his last album, Nocturnal. From coping with life issues by listening to his music and erasing the negativity from my life after being surrounded by his positive personality, I'm not sure if Brandon will ever know how much he's helped me. Through Brandon, I then met and had my first group interview with talented, diverse cast and crew of an upcoming independent movie he's starring in titled Midnight Cabaret, directed by Donna Clark of Label Me Productions. And then through Donna, I met and interviewed Elkie, whose son Sean Kennedy was killed due to gay hate crime a few years ago. Once in a while, I'll go back and listen to some of my past interviews, including mine with Elkie. I still cry every time I hear it, especially when she explains how she gives out her cell number to anyone from the LGBTQ community that asks her for it. I might be the only person they have to call, she said. She created Sean's Last Wish Foundation only two weeks after Sean's murder to raise awareness as her home state, South Carolina, the location of Sean's murder, is only one of five states in the U.S. that does not have a current law to protect against bias-motivated crimes. Through experiencing my engagement breakup, meeting Brandon Hilton, Midnight Cabaret cast and crew, and Elkie Kennedy, even if some were virtual meetings, I can honestly say I have a whole lot of love in this world through these beautiful people inside and out. 30 minutes to go. I think we're doing okay on time. That was Chapter 7. We've got four more chapters to go. Chapter 8. Grinding womanhood. <laughs> well, I call my woman coffee grinds because she, she grinds so fine. Coffee lyrics, uh, the lyrics from the song Coffee by David Allen Coe. I've had over 20 surgeries since age 24, mostly due to endometriosis. After five years of all sorts of treatments, I had a hysterectomy at age 29, only six months after uh, I was married. I was my gynecologist's second worst case patient, with his first worst case being a woman 30 years older than me. I had a piece of my heart, though, over the matter. As my husband had seen me go through so much pain and agony, and we both agreed we were open to you know foster care whenever ready. Uh, so, and again, when I read this, I'm like, oh, this is past tense. Um, so we we go dual license for uh, foster care adoption, and we have been foster care parents since I read this in the past. Anyway, let me go on. Uh, my endo sisters and hister sisters were such wonderful support to me during that time in my life. These are amazing women who comforted me while also fighting through the pain themselves, and that's why I love and appreciate each of them so much. Even now, my hister sisters are still there for me as certain issues arise at times with my hardly having any hormones anymore. Boy, is that the truth. Oh, when you don't have much hormones of hysterectomy, your body's so whacked. <laughs> hormones just, yeah. Uh, Prescott agrees. Yeah, see, my dog knows me so well. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, buddy. Uh, chapter yeah. 9. Let me try to finish the book for them, buddy. It's okay, puppy. Prescott. Chapter 9, Coffee House. What's the matter, buddy? I think he hears a noise. It's okay. It's just the neighbors. No, calm down. Calm down. Oh, dear. Coffee House. I got to get a coffee right now. I'm going to go crazy. Coffee. Coffee is Good by Perry Grip. Those are the lyrics from that song. Are you going to be good? Do we have to take a song break? Are you all right? What's the matter? Why are you barky? What's the matter, buddy? Oh, yeah, he does. He hears the um, neighbors 
Like they, I think they have visitors and they have a really loud car. I hear it too, buddy. It's okay. It's just the neighbor's friends. They're, I think they're leaving. It's all right. We only got chapter nine and chapter ten to go, Prescott. <laughs> Prescott wanted to be a part, part of the podcast tonight, apparently. <laughs> Actually, I'm really almost done because chapter nine and chapter ten are like I think only one page each. They're really short. Yeah. That's enough. Are you okay now? Can we can we read on now? Can we can we keep reading? You gonna be all right? Oh dear. I don't know, y'all. I think I better play a song. Prescott and I will be right back, y'all. <laughs> when I return, I'll read chapter nine and chapter ten. Thank you so much for listening to Coffee Talk with Joe, where there's always Friday in life. Uh, tonight, I'm just mostly just reading excerpts from my life story book, which is not complete, just parts of it. Um, hopefully, I'll finish it sooner than later. Finally, been working on it off and on during the years. Oh, okay, Prescott. And uh, and as a reminder, if you want to send in your topic suggestions and or guest requests, interview requests. Prescott, sorry, <laughs> or say hello to Prescott or me. <laughs> Message me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. In the meantime, let's let's find a song for them, Prescott. Here, you can help mommy choose a song for them. Puppy, come here, Prescott. He's ten years old, and I still refer to him as a puppy because he's 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 my only child, my dog. I love my dog. How about Hey World, Don't Give Up by Michael Frontier Spearhead? What do you think, Prescott? Please. 
Once again, that was Hey World, Don't Give Up by Michael Frontier Spearhead. And again, you can check out the, their band's music and tour dates at michaelfronti.com. Chapter 9, Coffee House. I got to get coffee right now or I'm going to go crazy. Coffee is good. Song lyrics from that song by Perry Grip. Chapter 9, Coffee House. I was an honor roll student during my school years. The college was difficult for me. The breakup with my ex-fiance was my first challenge followed by surgery. It didn't help matters that it took me twice as long as the average student to study for exams due to my learning disability, with reading comprehension specifically. I was in and out of school for 10 years before I finally received my bachelor's degree. Each challenge motivated me. It made me even more determined to not give up until I finally graduated. I studied in bed at my parents' home after one of my surgeries for my entire spring break week one year while my friends were hanging out, having fun. My local getaway place while in my college town was the coffee house. I did so much homework there while listening to music through headphones. One of my journalism professors once told me, you should be proud of yourself for having received a beat grade during such a tumultuous time when other students aced through this class with A's without any difficulties. At first, it wasn't easy for me to agree with him, but over time, I realized what he meant. It was a similar message my biological father once told me after my college graduation. He said employers would appreciate the aspect of my persistence and perseverance. Implying, you know, that I was in and out of college but never gave up till I finally got my degree, basically. Side note there. <laughs> and... 
Last but not least, Chapter 10, Coffee Art. From the coffee beans to the art added at the top of the coffee mug, coffee art symbolizes having come full circle to me. From mourner to grief, volunteer grief recovery teacher, from adoptee to reunited adoptee, from struggling college student to graduate, from endo sister and hendo, hister sister to experiencing motherhood through being a foster care mom, from chatterbox to talk show host, from selfish to selfless. These are just a few of the ways, many ways, I've come full circle in my lifetime thus far and look forward to many more. So again, that was just like a excerpts, uh, mini version of excerpts from my life story book. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to, you know, send me a, a request. Be, uh, your email address will be glad to, to send it to you. Uh, email it to you. You can just send me a message on Twitter, Coffee Talk WC. And along with that, if you ever just want to say hello, um, message me on there as well. Or, and or if you want to send me your topic suggestions and or guest interview requests, like you yourself want to be a guest or you know someone you think would be a great guest or want to nominate someone um, or there's certain topics you'd like to suggest that, you know, would be really interesting to be covered on my talk show, um, all that and more. Just send all that my way uh, through Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And also, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I do have a P.O. box. So if any of you are interested, you can, um, you know, like send a uh, book or like if you're an author or a musician, you want to send like your book for me to read and review or music to listen to and review or do an interview, what have you, um, or just want to write, send a postcard from wherever you are or say hello, you'll need a pen pal, whatever. Um, feel free to do that too. Again, the PO box address is coffee talk with shell PO box four eight. 508 again for coffee talk with shell shell spelled c-h-e-l-l-e and then p-o box 48508 fort worth two words f-o-r-t and then w-r-t-h like just like it sounds fort worth texas 76148 texas is just t-x um so yeah so coffee talk with shell p-o box 48508 fort worth texas 76148 but i know most people are digital <laughs> paperless these days so um save trees and all that um or if you can save a tree and write just use recycled paper right <laughs> um yeah or just message me on twitter at coffee talk wc we've got about 15 minutes to go so i'm going to kind of start winding down but keep watching the switchboard and and twitter and all that maybe see what's going on with the cmas as well actually let's do that real quick here cmas Gwen Stefani was on there too with Blake Shelton. That's cute. Oh, this person is not happy. Oh, uh, Britt1322 wrote, I'm literally going to do the CMAs if they don't give Tim and Faith the recognition they deserve this fall. Aww. I do, I'm a huge fan of Tim McGraw and Faith Hill too. I like how Faith Hill's adopted and Tim McGraw, you know, was adopted by. I think his stepdad, um, uh, that story, I still, uh, that story, well, it's his story, his background story with his own life story with uh, Tug McGraw's biological father. And he, after he died and, and Tim McGraw wrote uh, that song, I'll live like you were dying. I still cry when I hear it because it makes me think of my own biological father, you know, especially since he passed 2014. It's just like, oh, such a good song. Uh, let's see. 
what else people are saying. Oh, you can go to uh, on Twitter. I'll tweet this right now. ET now has a list of all the winners. Pretty cool from CMA's tonight. I listen to all genre of music, but I do like country a lot. It's this nostalgic feeling for me when I listen to country music, especially. Hopefully you can't hear that pop commercial and pop-up ad that came on. All right. Oh, here we go. Ooh, Entertainer of the Year. It looks like they're still waiting to announce that the nominees are Jason Aldean, Garth Brooks, Luke Bryan, Chris Stapleton, and Keith Urban. Oh, man. All good nominees. I would say if I had to predict, I'm going to predict Chris Stapleton because he's kind of a newer artist. You know, more intense. I noticed that pattern. Not always, but a lot of times they, the newer ones win. But, uh, well... Actually, not on this one. Female vocalist of the year, Miranda Lambert, won, and she's been around a good while. Oh, wow. She was going against uh, Marin Morris, who's from Alma Mater, University of North Texas. Yay. Carrie Underwood, Reba McIntyre, and Kelsey Ballerini. Wow. So congrats to Miranda Lambert winning Female Vocalist of the Year on the CMAs. That's, wow, that's amazing. Can't wait to find out who wins Entertainer of the Year. Do you notice it's all men, no women uh, nominees for Entertainer of the Year? Side note there. Uh, male vocalist of the year nominees. I don't see a winner announced on that one either yet. Jason Aldean, Thomas Rhett, Chris Stapleton, Keith Urban, Chris Young. So a few of those are also listed entertainer of the year nominees. Wow. Vocal duo of the year, Brothers Osborne won. Vocal group of the year, Old Dominion won. New female vocalist of the year, Lauren Elena won. Oh, I love her. Uh, new male vocalist of the year, uh, Brett Young won. I was kind of hoping Kane Brown won because he has that awesome duet with Lauren Elena. Bummer. But congrats to Brett Young. He's a great singer, too. Midland won New Vocal Duo or Group of the Year. From the Room Volume 1, Chris Stapleton won Album of the Year. Oh, good for him. He definitely deserved that. Body Like a Back Road by Sam Hunt won Single Record of the Year. Yay. Congrats, Sam Hunt. Love him. Oh, Tin Man by Miranda Lambert. Excuse me, won Song of the Year. That is definitely one of the both best songs ever written and performed. Oh my gosh, she's so good at that song. Wow. Songwriters do include Mary the Lambert herself as well as Jack Ingram and John Randall, by the way. I was kind of curious if she wrote that song by herself or not. That song is just amazing. Uh, it Ain't My Fault by her brothers Osborne won Video of the Year. I don't think I've seen that video. I'll check that out. Rhett Atkins won Songwriter of the Year. Cool. The Fighter by Keith Urban featuring Carrie Underwood won Vocal Event of the Year. And it looks like, again, they're still waiting to announce the um, CMAs. They're still waiting to announce Entertainer of the Year. So we'll see. And well, Vocal of the Year. But, oh, and Vocal Duo of the Year. But the rest looks like they've already... And now, so, yeah, definitely congrats to all of those winners and nominees, too. Well-deserved, well-deserved. Uh, we got just 10 minutes to go. I'm going to play a song as we wind down. Give me just a moment here. I just want to say thank you again so much for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always Friday in life. Hope you'll keep tuning in Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. And, again, want to ask for your thoughts and prayers for all military and veterans and their loved ones in a special very special prayer request for my dear friends, the Screaming Eagle soldiers and their canines, too. Can't ever say thank you to each of them enough. So thank you to, to y'all times infinity and beyond for all you all do. I love y'all so much. You know I do. They're definitely like family to me. Um, my heart hurts when they're hurting. It just hurts. 
I just want them all to be okay, you know? Um, so let me find a song for all y'all. Give me just a moment here. And uh, don't forget, message me your topic suggestions and guest interview requests or just say hello during the week on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And in the meantime, I'm trying to find a different song for y'all. <laughs> um, how about... I keep seeing all these Christmas songs. I have got to get some more music on here. Oh, I haven't played one song by Bean yet, and I love Bean. How about Sunshine? I mentioned uh, that song, You're My Sunshine, and, uh, that I sang to my mom when she was uh, before, before her last days. So here's Sunshine by Bean. Beautiful song. She wrote Memory of Her Father. Beautiful ballad. One of my favorites. Enjoy. Seven years since you've been gone. Remorseful little voices saying what's done is done. Midnight chimes and I fight back the tears of our bitter goodbye. I know things went wrong. One final choice led me down a road. I don't believe.
Again, that was Sunshine by Bean. Check out her music at beanmusic.com. You can also find her fan page, Noelle Bean, on Facebook. Uh, her full name is Noelle Bean, but she goes by the artist name of Bean. Love, love her music. I'm trying to see if her website is still up. It's not. I know you can find her on Facebook. Uh, and earlier, I was playing Misty Mayhem's music. Find her at christymayhem.com and last but definitely not least you can also find my favorite band Michael Franti and Spearhead find their music and tour dates at michaelfranti.com again just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell where there's always Friday in life if y'all are still listening Screaming Eagle Soldiers Master Sergeant Burby as well as Emmy and Sergeant First Class Jack I love y'all I miss y'all Please know I'm holding y'all very, very tight in my heart tonight and prayers and all. And um, just one prayer, one message away. If y'all ever need anything, I'm always here for y'all. I've made so many amazing friends through this group of soldiers, y'all. I can't even begin to explain it. It's You talk about inspiration, dedication, I mean... I've been hosting this talk show since 2009, February 2009, right? And this relationship formed. There was this gentleman named Captain Kevin who introduced my talk show to the unit and made this exception. They weren't even allowed to have, like, this live Internet time back then. It was really strict rules, still somewhat strict, you know, frontline soldiers and all. And and even now, they only have so much limited Internet time. They can, you know, they don't even have, not like us, we can't, you know, where we can just access Internet anytime, any day, what have you. They have limited Internet time. Could you imagine only having so much time? And I'm so privileged and honored that they take from that little limit, little limited internet time they're given and, and listen to my talk show and built this relationship for almost a decade now. I've known this unit and sadly many of them have, have passed on, you know, some are still here thankfully on earth. Um, some are retired, some are serving still overseas. Some are um, retired on earth and retired in heaven. Unfortunately, even captain Kevin himself um, passed. Many of them have died while serving. And can never, ever say thank you enough. Um, you know, a couple of my dear friends from their unit lost more recently is Captain James and First Lieutenant Diane. And they were amazing people. I loved conversing with them, learned so much from them, so much. And I just can't thank all of them enough for all they've all done for all of us. So I sincerely mean it when I ask, please keep filming your thoughts and prayers and their canines as well. My dog Prescott and I say prayers for them every night and every day. And, um, you know, I only get to chat with them once a week during my talk show. They'll come in and and type and we communicate during the talk show in my chat room and and give each other updates on life and such. And, and, uh, you know, they listen to the talk show and sometimes they're not able to listen uh, live and they go back and listen in the archives later and, tell me they'd listen, you know, make comments or whatever about the show. It means so much to me. And you know, that was all they got going on. It, it means a lot to me to try to bring a little touch of home to them, a little escape from reality to them, you know. So, uh, again, I think the least I can do is ask for y'all to keep them in your thoughts and prayers, please. And uh, I know Master Sergeant Burby and I've talked about this before, you know. He's just so amazing 
uh, such a such a good guy and uh, nice sweet friend. I'm very blessed to, to know, and um, meant, meant a lot to me, you know. And I just want to say I appreciate him as well. He had made a comment not long ago about you know thank you for sticking with us. Not everyone does for so long because sadly you know soldiers sometimes don't make it or pass and and it you know consistency is key and and means a lot to them it's not easy and I was like oh my gosh are you kidding me like why would I leave like (laughs) I'm so motivated by y'all just to keep on keep it on and you know being there for y'all no matter what and uh, I just just thought I wanted to share with y'all so like if you do know military or veteran and their families be there for them too that's all i can say is be there for them the best you can you know i had this dear friend i mentioned in this life story book name of the week and uh he had a service dog tuesday tuesday is now retired service dog now a therapy dog sadly we lost louise on december 2016 i miss him so much and um and i'll never forget what louise told me he taught everyone really he you know he did book presentations and tours and all this and he he would make this this advice and I always say don't just say thank you offer your phone number or email address when you know you meet the military or veteran you know soldier member just you know you never know whose life you can touch and that just stuck with me and uh, yeah that was just years ago I've actually kind of ironically met uh, Screaming Eagle soldiers even before I met Louise but it still definitely was a huge cause and effect moving forward after meeting Louise and something I wanted to share with y'all. So again, at the very least, keep them in your thoughts and prayers. If not, do even more, you know, right? Become a pen pal to one of them. Um, give them your phone number or email address or, or what have you, you know? You never know when you can touch someone's life. I know they've definitely touched mine more than they know. I love y'all so much, Screaming Eagle Soldiers. Thank y'all so much for everything. Please, please Please know I'm sending my love and hugs to y'all and your canines, too. And so is my dog, Prescott. We love y'all. I have to sign off now, so I'm going to say goodnight and prayers, love and peace. This is Shell, wishing each of you a safe and wonderful week, and I look forward to conversing with y'all next week, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. Please tune in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. And in the meantime, during the week, reach out to me via Twitter at Coffee Talk WC or via mail, snail mail. Uh, Coffee Talk with Shell, P.O. Box 48508, Fort Worth, Texas, 76148. Signing off.